Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Past lives, American fiction. I'll put them on the list, but I want to make sure they're good movies before I watch the Oscars and they're worth my time. Tim Lammers is joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline to talk about the Oscar nominees. First of all, hi, Tim. I've missed you. I miss you too, Jordana. We had one week and then poof, yep. you're gone the next. Yep. I'm back There's for a something while. something going on between you two. I don't know what's going on. I, Some bad, I, bad I blood. I her off somewhere yeah. along the line. I don't know where. I'm back, my friend. All right. So we will get to snubs and all of those things. But are these movies that we have to see before the Oscars? For example, like American Fiction and past lives, or are they movies that are depressing and just artists vote for for Oscar noms because of some weird artistry that I'll never understand because I'm a regular person? <laughs> it's the one time, I say this every year, and I'm sorry I'm sounding like a broken record, but it's the one time a year where uh, art uh, trumps um, uh, commerce, right? It's art over commerce for this uh, particular day of the year, actually two days, because the actual Oscar ceremony itself. So yeah, they do tend to do the artsy stuff for the Oscars, don't they? And that really tends to tick off the people that go see Barbie, the you know billion-dollar box office wonder, which got eight nominations, don't get me wrong, but when you don't nominate certain people from that film, then it begins to make you wonder, what is it with this fascination with art films around this time of year? I don't know. And I, I mean, and I don't know that's how we should be judging them. But then I feel like we shouldn't be judging them on blockbusterness because I didn't think Barbie was such a great movie. Well, you know what? I might get into trouble for saying this, but I agree. Yeah, we I, all. I, I just think it was overrated. Yep. Um, you know, it, it hit the cultural zeitgeist, right? I mean, I, I use that word trying to sound like I'm smart. <laughs> but, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that movies do get hyped. And they are for different audiences. I mean, I can tell you, screening it with my two daughters, that they absolutely loved it. But, you know, I'm a dad, and, you know, that's not my thing. I mean, not to say that I'm going to say G.I. Joe is the greatest movie in the world either. Um, But, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't, just because you got box office, big box office doesn't guarantee anything. I think the big winner in that regard in a movie that I didn't think was going to see that big of a box office was Oppenheimer, which, you know, got the best of both worlds, a big international hit. Plus it led with 13 nominations, including best picture. So, and it sure seems like it's Oppenheimer's year. Uh, Looking at the other nominees though, if it's, if there's a shocker or a surprise or an upset, uh, which movie do you think might would upset it? Well, I mean, I don't know if you would consider it so much of an upset, but Oscars, they try to, to share the love, right? Yeah, they, sure. they don't, it's rare, it seems these days, especially that a director and a picture both win. If Oppenheimer doesn't win, then I think it'd be Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. But I don't know if that would be considered such of a shock or an upset. Personally, I would love to see the holdovers. You know, but now you have a situation where 
um, the director, Andrew Payne, who was directed for a Director's Guild nomination, or nominated for a Director's Guild nomination, wasn't nominated. So that seems to take away the chances of it winning as well. So no, I think Oppenheimer and the, the, the two to watch right now are Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon. Also, the fact that Barbie suffered some real big setbacks today, uh, I think you can kind of take it out of contention for Best Picture. Uh, talk to me about Killers of the Flower Moon, because is it worth us watching or is this another film just because there were so many stars and it was Martin Scorsese uh, that it was I, interesting? I, I think it's definitely worth watching. I mean, it's it's a, a great historical tale like, you know, that was a footnote in history until now. You know, the great part about it is, is that you can see it on Apple TV Plus. It's yes. streaming there exclusively. I'm going to have to and, take a couple vacation days because it's very long. <laughs> yeah, it's three and a half hours long, At which, you know, that was a controversy in theaters where theaters themselves are saying, we're going to we're going to create an intermission, which didn't. And the, the, the studios were none too happy about that. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's an important film. But, yeah, ultimately, it's a depressing film, <laughs> you know. But you, know, you need to learn the cold, hard truth sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the whole thing about Oscar-nominated films. Generally, they're pretty, you know, the subject matter, it's, it's pretty depressing. You know, in this particular instance, I think that you have humor and heartbreak in the holdovers. But for the most part, it's an uplifting film, as is Barbie. But apart from that, you know, you're talking about some pretty heavy-duty stuff. Uh, Best actor, we've got uh, Bradley Cooper from Maestro, Coleman Domingo, Rustin. uh, Haven't even heard of that movie. Paul Giamatti for the holdovers. Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Um, Killian Murphy, uh, I mean, Bradley Cooper, I, I... I liked the performance uh, of in Maestro. I thought the 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 film was beautifully shot. I agree mm-hmm. with Jordana on the story. Was like, eh, okay, um, but it it sure again this kind of, this seems like it's Killian Murphy's to lose too. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Uh, you know, I would disagree. Oh, I think Paul good. Giamatti is yeah. your guy. Wow. You know, right. he's been taking all of the awards. Now, of course, these awards that he's taken so far are generally by critics. Now, I think the big, the, the telltale sign will be the Screen Actors Guild because okay. the actors vote on those awards. The actors vote on this award. So this, surprisingly, is Paul Giamatti's first Best Actor nomination a long time coming he was nominated for cinderella man people thought he was snubbed for sideways and i'll address that really quickly jordana i was talking with adam about this last week the snub people don't it's not like a grand conspiracy to keep people out of the race like leonardo dicaprio for for that matter you know in actor in a leading role people thought he was snubbed it could be as my late dear mentor bill carlson said the difference of one vote 550 people voted for Jeffrey Wright, whereas 549 voted for DiCaprio. You know, so it's just sometimes the race is that tight. Uh, So I'm not saying that Jeffrey Wright doesn't deserve to be nominated. All the actors that are there deserve to be nominated. But honestly, I think Paul Giamatti is going to take it 
we'll do the full, uh, you know, predictions once we get closer. But uh, and maybe I'll change my mind once I see how the Screen Actors Guild Awards uh, they they shake out. Does he really have a lazy eye, or was that? Uh... No, that was that was a, somehow a special effect. I don't. Yeah, I never know noticed. how they did it okay. because yeah, it's something that I didn't see before. Right. That. I was thinking, did I not notice it? Because I've watched him in all sorts of stuff, and I. Okay. All right. Just curious about that. But but I want to go through the Best Picture nominations because yeah. I need you to tell us which ones we should really watch before the Oscars. Um, yeah. American Fiction, yes or no? I, you know, some of these I haven't seen, so I couldn't okay. tell you. I mean, so, you know, there, there are smaller pictures that Zone of Interest, Anatomy of a Fall. Anatomy of I a Fall. I will say, yeah. Uh, the holdovers definitely yeah. see that. Barbie, if you haven't already. I mean, again, maybe we're wrong. Maestro, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with, you know, with Adam. I mean, the performance by Bradley Cooper I thought was terrific, but the story, eh, I think Carrie Mulligan deserves Carrie Mulligan, too. She's fantastic mm-hmm. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oppenheimer, you know, definitely if you haven't yes. already. Past Lives, absolutely. It was number two on my list of the top five oh. pictures of last year. Okay. Uh, and again, a smaller picture and then largely in a foreign language. But uh, this is a, a, a story that transcends any sort of, you know, boundaries, you know, cultural or whatever. Uh, poor Things. I'm going to review this on Friday because this is a sort of movie that opened slowly and then it had a wide release, didn't really do a lot. But now all these films are going to come back in the theaters. This is one bizarre movie. Yes. I don't understand the love for this movie at all. <laughs> okay, I'll so we're gonna we're gonna get to that on uh, Friday. But yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about contenders, definitely see Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon. And uh, again, I would be really shocked if any anything but one of, of those two pictures would win. Any notable snubs that uh, you feel should definitely have been in there? Yeah, I think the the uh, internet is collectively screaming about Margot Robbie. Yes. You know, it's weird when you're watching these nominations live and you're seeing the names flash up on the screen. One telltale deal is they always unveil these um, nominations in alphabetical order. So it's like to not hear Margot Robbie's name right away, okay. And but when they got to the last one where she could have been, and they say Emma Stone instead, who was thought to be a nominee nominee anyway, you know, it's like whoa. And then it didn't hit me till afterwards that Greta Gerwig, who was also nominated for a Directors Guild nomination, wasn't nominated for this either. That's that. Those are big. And again, I'm not going to say snubs, but. You know, they were big, big uh, surprises, I guess you could say. Hmm. I'm definitely going to watch. What was that one you said? Um, hold on. Let me look at that. Past list. Lives. Past yeah, Lives. Past yeah, lives. Yeah, and the lead actress in that was also in The Morning Show. Did you watch The Morning oh, Show? Oh, okay. She's president of the network. Okay. And she does, she's weird, and she does a great job with that role. So um, de- definitely putting that she, on. And Killers of the Flower Moon. She is incredible. But she's that's incredible. be a two-parter. What's that? The Killers of the Flower Moon. Or three yeah, part. yeah. Or you can watch it in three parts. Yeah. I was really hoping Greta Lee would have been nominated this morning. But then again, you know, you see a name like Annette Benning. If you haven't seen Nyad, that's on Netflix. Jodie Foster and Annette Benning were both nominated. Annette Benning plays Diana Nyad. Mm-hmm. It's a true story. They're 
some people that dispute it, but it is very emotional. Again, it's a feel-great movie, you know, which you don't get a lot of times with the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's a well, well well-deserved nomination. And she's largely flown under the radar until the Screen Actors Guild nominations came out and she was nominated. So, you know, I, I I was not too entirely surprised that she was nominated. But again, I think the bigger shock, the biggest shock of the day is Margot Robbie. And the thing is, Margot Robbie's been nominated at least two or three other times for Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's any consolation, she is a producer on Barbie, so she did get the Best Producer mm-hmm. um, nomination that way. But I think her heart was probably... Yeah. I mean, she's Barbie, right? Right, right. right. Yeah. And also, if there's any consolation, she's Margot Robbie. She's Margot. Uh, she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. She'll I mean, fine. you know, yeah. you, you look at it and you say, you know what, at some point she's going to be nominated yeah. because she is really terrific in everything that she's in. But again, you know, I, I'm thinking these actors, they look at it like, well, what is the, the heavy-duty stuff, you know, the stuff where that really wrenches your emotions and all that sort of stuff. And Barbie, yeah, I think it has poignant moments, no doubt. And America Ferrera was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for, you know, probably that one wonderful scene in the film. But, uh, you know, they obviously went for the heavy-duty acting stuff in this. Apart from Emma Stone, and again, we're going to get into this more on Friday, it is just one of the strangest films I've ever seen. But, <laughs> I might have but, to watch but, it. But again, I, I maybe like I'm just giving my review right now. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> you want me to tell you how I really feel? No, wait for Friday. Wait for Friday, wait for Friday too. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thanks for hopping on early with us, and we'll, we'll talk to you Friday. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks, Tim. Tim Lammers, uh, who uh, does our movie and uh, television reviews on the Oscar nominations. I want to see Nyad. That's something. I, we've all heard that story about the Olympic swimmer. Mm-hmm. And now that he said it's that good, and if it, I need more feel-good movies in my life. Yeah. So th- I'm definitely putting that on the list. 951 on WCCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.